Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblio Escapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by a South, Southwest, Southeast photographer, Steve Bennett. Good evening, Steve. Good evening, Ewan. Nice to have you. Thanks. Thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure to, pleasure to have you here. Before we uh, get into talk about Steve's latest book, which is called Among Peers, Steve, it'd be great if you could maybe give us a, an introduction to your photography and, and your, ba- your artistic background. Yes, um, yeah, thank you very much for, for having me on. Um, Pleasure. I'm actually in the uh, southeast of the UK. Um, I'm along the Thames Estuary, just outside to the east of London. Um, it's a very urban, not a particularly friendly um, landscape place to be for a <laughs> landscape photographer, but it's, um, it's certainly got its, it's certainly had its value recently. Um, I, my childhood isn't particularly littered with um, excitement with um, photography. I don't think I really became interested in photography when I was in my 20s my yep. childhood I was always I was always a kid that was happy um to be behind the camera um yep. and my legacy my legacy from the early days of photography would have been um, my total absence in any photos taken on holiday or in groups <laughs> um and it wasn't it's probably in my 20s when I uh got a camera to photograph friends that were doing track days in motorbikes and cars. All right, cool. I had, um, I think I had ideas of being the being a motorsport photographer. Yep. Um, and it, it didn't last particularly long. It was um, I enjoyed doing that. I got chucked out of brands actually a couple of times for playing fast and loose with the uh, the safety fences and stuff because yep. I couldn't get to where I wanted to be. Um, I think to be honest, I think the commercial photographers that were on site doing it for, for doing it for their their job probably had a bit of a hand in that as well so yeah. on their toes um and it wasn't until later in life when i went to me and my wife we did a, a touring um trip around uh the west coast of canada beautiful and oh it blew my it blew my mind the, the scenery and stuff and i can remember standing there thinking oh, i am not doing this justice not even close to being able to do this justice and I need to know I need to teach myself how to do this better and yep. from that point onwards I would say that was when I became a landscape photographer yep. um albeit not a particularly good one at the time um and it's just been that journey there I and mean, it's and photography it's one of those things once you scratch beneath the surface um yep. of the the holiday photo it gets yep. into your soul and yeah. it's that way of striving to take a image not only captures what you see but what you feel yeah and, absolutely um and yeah so it's just been a it's just been a sort of a, a quite a slight i don't know it's sort of a, a bit like bamboo really it took a while to start to show above the surface and then there was quite a quite a quick rise from there so it's, yeah i think my as a as a photographer as it being from a pastime to a passion to an obsession was you know I'm, I'm in my 50s now so it's yeah it's probably been the last 20 years where i'd say i've i've really uh, this real thing for photography yeah so, mm. um yeah I, th- yeah I think i think that's often the case for many people what starts off is maybe a bit of an interest in joys taking the odd picture and stuff like that i think at some point it just clicks and all of a sudden it becomes yeah, or you maybe yeah. get a, you maybe get a picture you think yeah that looks good or you see something it just clicks and at that point it's right okay how am I now going to turn this into an obsession where I can buy as much equipment as possible and spend as many hours as possible standing out uh, outside in the yeah, enjoyable landscape? Yeah. And I think being a 
being a bloke as well, I think the the initial in is the is the equipment. I think yeah. it's the the toys, um, and then the creative side comes afterwards. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, There's probably a lot of probably a lot of truth in that statement. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously you're based down, and your your latest book, which is called Among Peers, or your first book, which yeah. is called Among Peers, is really based from a. From below this, the the pier at Southend and Sea. So it's, yeah, right, it's, yeah. it's quite it's quite an interesting uh, quite an interesting subject matter. But your your book really has a, a massively diverse range of images from, um, I suppose maybe some more wide not vistas as such, but wider shots and very much close in on on the on the detail. So I'd be really just interested to hear your I suppose hear what started off the project and whether a book was always in mind or whether that was something that followed later and, and I suppose putting the body of work was the priority um well I would I would say it really starts um with as a lot of photography's recent um, photography stories start recently is with COVID right with okay the first the, fir- the first lockdown was a quite a, um, a slow descent into um, frustration for me yeah um I was very much used to going up to the Lake District for a few days or the Peak District and yeah. stuff like that, some wide open spaces. When I was a kid, I, I, I spent most of my childhood in um, being in Wiltshire. Okay. So I've got a, quite a love of open spaces and, yes. and, and yeah. stuff, obviously, which we haven't got quite, you know, we, um, it's not, you haven't got a lot of stuff in Essex. It's, we don't have hills and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was getting quite frustrated and you, you're seeing pictures on 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 social media and stuff that you'd want to do um so by the end of the year i was I had to make a decision to either put the camera away for a little bit which was never going to happen but it was that yep. sort of that slow talking to you have to do um to yourself um or just bite the bullet and immerse myself locally and yes. find out what i could see yep. um and it was brilliant. It was the best thing that could have happened, really. I mean, if, if yeah. you ignore everything else and all the all the nasty stuff around COVID, that was the best thing that happened in the turn of this year. Yeah. Um, I was just going out with the camera and seeing what I could see. And um, I think my mentality before was all very much like I want to take that one shot, that one real banging shot that you put on the wall and be proud of. Yeah. And I don't know what you're like with this, but you're never going to get that because that, that unicorn is never quite the right shade of white. Yeah. Um, there's never quite enough colours in the rainbow. So you're always looking. Um, and I came up with this thing, I thought, well, I want to build something with a bit more of sort of um, a body of work rather than just a single image. Um, Absolutely, didn't know yeah. what at the time. And I was wandering around South Thing because that was quite close to me. It was still within our, what I would justify as being close enough to go for a daily walk and stuff. Yep. Um, and we've got those, you know, those, the like the telescope things you get on the seafront that yep. you can look out we've got a few of them about and that and I, I was just wondering man it was quite quiet as it was in the, you know, the, those few months and i remember just um i found 50p on the floor and put it in the put it in the machine and yep. looked through it and i couldn't see a thing it was blurred it was horrible it was terrible so and it came up with this thing i did this little collection it was only a fun little collection i called it the 50 pence view because that's what it was, you know, and it was all like very soft, very close focus and yep. selective focus stuff. And it was just a short series of images that was great. And it, at that point, it was like, I oh, know this is this has been really fulfilling doing this collection. So that's when I started to do something more. And I thought, yep. well, I've always struggled with South Empire because it's it's too long to take it as an image. Yes. 
from afar, it gets lost. Yes. Um, and there's no real interest in it as just as a as a pier out there because it's, like it's over it's, you know a couple of miles long and stuff like that and it's just a, you know a bit of a nightmare um so i just spent time under there and the beauty of it being local is you can just go down there's no pressure absolutely yeah i can go back tomorrow um and i get to know the area so well and you just it's amazing how much stuff you see over a period of time that you didn't see two yeah. days ago and stuff uh, like absolutely that. And with, um, with, yeah as I say, and you know, I just it was just yeah, and it took on a life of its own. And in the beginning, it had no no um, desire to be to be a book, and that it was just going to be a collection of of images and stuff. And yep. um, I had some conversations with some photographers um, I respect greatly and stuff, and it was mentioned about putting it into a book. Yeah, and I thought hadn't really thought about it before. To be fair, um, yep. I thought it was something that was that wasn't particularly achievable for you know to, to do something like that and then you look into it and you think, oh this is really quite quite a cool idea and it, it, it kind of went from there so no it was um no it was a very extremely fulfilling um yeah. journey photography wise for yeah. it as well yeah absolutely I can, I can totally imagine and and when you talk about it being somewhere local it is it does give you the advantage in that you can return day after day after day you see the peer in di- particularly for this subject you see the peer in different tides and high tide low tide and different and spring tides and and different times of different weather conditions. And, and it really gives you a chance to explore and see firsthand as opposed to having to drive two hours and then hoping that you get some nice conditions. Yeah. Well, it's also because you could come back. Because if, if I've driven up to the, to the Lake District, you, you feel pressured into yeah. producing something you're happy with. You, yep. know, you can you can post up on social media somewhere. And, that, and you, you're you tempted to push it and go, oh, I'm just going to make the best. That'll do. That'll do. And you could, I could get out of that mentality and go that would do but it would be better if and then just have it in the back of my mind when um the conditions were right or where the tide yep. was right and stuff and there's a couple of times where i where i live if there's a southerly wind i can hear the foghorn from the thames right okay the thames estuary, yep. and a couple of times in the middle in the summer early in the morning you'd wake up to this foghorn and yeah, I'd be, be talking to people. It'd be moaning, saying about the, the fog all woke up, and I was like, "Yeah, you ain't kidding." I was out, I was out the door, still putting me putting me shirt on. Yeah, you know, and it was to get down there to be able to get some photos. Well, um, well that that's it. I think the fog, particular, gives just gives a real lovely atmosphere to yeah. to some of the shots, particularly when you're dealing with a subject matter that is so long as well. You can, you can really begin yeah. to to get shots and and capture them and really mutate the backgrounds and things like that as well. Yeah, and it, it also helps as well because obviously with quite we're quite close to Kent, the other side of the, yes. the water, and because it's an industrial, the part that we look over is a very industrial area. Yeah, it can look quite messy, and it's not particularly photogenic on the on yep. the other side of the estuary there. So it, it obviously it helps to be able to um, get rid of that. And fortunately, in the summer, you've either got a little bit of fog or you get that summer high pressure. Yeah, low visibility, which lowers the uh, that, that helps as well. So it was yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was a great. I can't can't speak highly enough the idea of the actual theory of working locally and yeah, uh, it's really yeah. Cool. I, yeah, I think I think a lot of people have have really undertaken that and and taken taken it to heart, sort of thing, and produced some really nice bodies of work that are really focused on 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 what's on their doorstep and what's on everyone's doorstep. I know I spoke to Marsud who did his part life one and Dale Sutherland Roberts who did the walk and it's great yeah. to see 
such a variety of images that are all taken just on on people's doorsteps, and it it shows it shows what can be done without actually having to travel huge distances. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, it's changed it's changed my mentality now. I'm now um, obviously we've now got the freedom to go yep. where we like for the time being, anyway. Um, and and I'm I'm quite happy to go to these places. You know, I still want to you know visit revisit absolutely, the, uh, the spectacular yeah. places, but. For day to day, I'm just local ones. I'm just exploring around. Um, I mean, the Among Piercing is like is an ongoing collection that yep. will include other peers, but that that particular the book, yes, um, is just purely about where it where it was born, and that's yeah. um, and it's a and it's a nice little celebration of the peer as well because it's it's well known and yeah, um, absolutely, and you know, and you see most of the shots are all above it, and um, there's lots of little little scenes under there that are. Are quite nice, and that I like the, and I like the um, the structural side of it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a great blend of of showing the structural side of it and showing that showing the intimate details of of the pier because it is quite some structure, and it, it works really well in terms of some of the more open pictures, giving you an idea of the the scale and the length of the pier and, and the. And, and the shots before are kind of just very intimate square crops of some of the textures of the pier, either on the wood or on the or on the steel yeah. on the steel beams as well. Um, and it, yeah, it does. It gives you it just gives you a wonderful sense of scale and a sense of industrialness as well. I think also comes across nicely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's it's um, yeah, it's quite it's quite nice. I mean, and the light under there is beautiful, especially yeah. if, if the tides if the tides in and it's it's calm it's calm water. It's lovely because obviously the, the lights reflecting. Yes. Up, um from a different angle than what you would normally see, see. so yep. you get in the direct sunlight and so it was really nice it was it was better first thing in the morning i mean that was what the, the majority of the images were taken um yeah. uh, during the morning and stuff so it was because the light worked better um yes. and i much prefer that kind of time anyway so it's, yeah absolutely um yeah. But, um, but no, it's quite good to say it's, it's nice to be able to say you're walking up and down underneath the pier. To say it's still it's over a mile long, yeah. Um, and some of the images are taken fur- further down as far as you can go, yeah. Um, yes, without, so, without being swept away. Yeah, you could become very aware of the yep. of the tide, um, and it's I was. I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind following it out. Um, I was yes. sitting there, and you and you can get wrapped up with the camera. You can get really yeah, sort absolutely. of like yeah. really focused on what you're doing and waiting for stuff. And you look down and you think it's coming the other way now, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm just going to be just going to start my next when you turn around and you see how far away from the shore you are, and then the mud is very very clingy then, and then you start yeah. to you know it's, it's yeah we, uh, you we, yeah you know we bit edgy at that point. Yeah, and it, it, it's like it's quite it's quite there's a very gentle um, gradient coming back, to, which means when the tide starts to come in, the first bit comes in really quick. Okay, um, right. And then, <laughs> it, it calms down a bit, but it's yeah. just that that you know you you have to yeah you you, you kind of you have to get your skates on a little bit to yes. get to get back. Um, yeah, but no, absolutely. It's, uh, so it's all it's all part of the challenge and all part of the fun, um, which is which is what photography is all about. But I suppose when when you started, obviously when you started the project, a book wasn't in mind. Um, once a book became something that you thought, well, this might actually work. Um, at that point, you, you, I'm assuming you obviously then started looking through the body of work and the, the images. And did you did you feel at that stage that there were maybe some images that you wanted to capture to include within the book, or or how how did you progress from 
a body of work to thinking, right, okay, I'm now going to put this into a, into a book? Well, I think, I think the original, at some point, the original plan was there was a thing, an idea that I was going to include um, images from above the pier as well. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think I, at the time, I think I had an idea that possibly throughout the book I'd have like these little islands of colour yep. and have like the, the mono, the black and white down below and the colour above. above. Okay, um, yeah. But I, I was really struggling to find stuff I was happy with above that matched what I was feeling Yes, down below. Yep. Yep. Um, it didn't seem to have the uniqueness and it seemed very, um, yeah, it was, it was difficult to get the capture in my mind, what I yeah. wanted in my mind, you know, I mean, so that's why yep. it, it then to, so I, they gave me the opportunity to build up quite a lot of images from underneath. Cause I was, if in the morning I'd be going down focused and there. working underneath there, but the pier doesn't open. You couldn't get access to it until like 10 o'clock onwards. Right. Um, and it, um, shut, quite, shut quite so you had limited times there so I was able to shoot him and then go on onto the onto the oh. pier and try and get stuff above and it wasn't worked only and it was just I'm just going to go back to what just purely think? underneath yep. and then I by that point I'd surprised myself actually of how many images yep. I had yes um, and I think and I was I was kind of trying to um, get I felt the need to have some images that were for context yeah, because oh, yes. the, yeah. rather than it just being lots of little detailed shots of the pier, you needed to have some sort of context with it. But rather, but I was trying to shy away from that wide yes. shot yeah. with a big sky and stuff because it would have just purely been a context shot without anything. Yes, absolutely. You know, any yeah. sort of story to it and stuff. So, um, so I was kind of waiting for a couple of those those shots that I, I wanted to be happy with, which was, you know, one of the, which is the um, square crop of it going, the pig disappearing into the fog. It yes, just gives yep. you that. It, it's got a very simple composition and really it's a bit, it's that air of mystery going yes. into the, into the fog. And it's, and bizarrely, it's because it's the, it's known for being a really long pier and you just can't see the end of it. So it's, yeah, um, uh, yeah absolutely. These things, nice. these, these things are important. You obviously know the pier very well, but for someone who's never been to South End on Sea, I don't know the pier at all, but from, no. from the, from the images, you do get a sense of the scale and, and in particular, the length of it, the fact that it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And I think it works really well with the, with the conditions you've shot it in. Um, and it's, it's, it's not, but it's not a huge wide, Vista shot, I suppose, of the pier as well. So it retains a sense of atmosphere and a, and a mystique to it. But it also, they also work very, very well with it with the close-in detailed shots as well. Thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah, so it's um, as I say, it's nice because I say I like the I quite I like the high contrast um, yep. black and white yeah. feel to it as well. I mean, I've always I've always had a thing for black and white um, photography, but I I've always thought when I've when you take wider scenes in black and white, there's always that danger when it's being displayed on a smaller screen to look like you've just turned it black and white for the sake of it. Yes. Um, to try and make it a better image than it was. And it's, yep. possibly, it's probably a good image, but on the small screen, it doesn't always carry carry that black and white weight yep. um, and stuff. And it's, whereas I like, I mean, I've, I tend to shoot in black and white with the camera set in black and white anyway, because I yep, tend okay. to find, uh, I can see light and the, and the, yeah. I can find the tones better with, and then possibly change things to colour later yes. day. But uh, yep. it kind of worked in my 
worked in my favour with that. But I say I, I, I was drawn to the sort of the contrast and the real sort of bright, the light. Because the first time I was sitting under there, you was just looking at it thinking, oh, this is going to be a nightmare to shoot because it's so bright yes. and dark as well. Yeah. And then then you start to, then the, so then the tide was coming in and then you get a little bit of lift from the, the light where it's reflecting. And, and it's like, actually, it's just going to yeah. look, this could work quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah, once you once you get the first yeah. once you get the first couple of shots and you can begin to see actually the, the light is not an issue and actually the light's helping you when you get the tide at the right level. Yeah, it just gives you that bit of confidence and and knowledge that yes, actually this is something that's going to work and I've not got yeah. huge high contrast issues to have to deal yeah. with her. And it's quite nice as well. I mean, because the modern cameras these days are so good, are so good at um, catching yeah. the, um, catching dynamic, the, the, yeah. the range and stuff, the dynamic range and then. And bizarrely, I actually said a lot of the image I actually use um, vintage lenses quite a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I quite like the you know, nice probably deem as the flaws and stuff like that. You know, yeah. if you was to look at the if you was to look at the actual analyze the DXO marks and stuff like that, you'd be yeah. you'd criticize these lenses, but they're wonderful. I love the I love the yeah. feel you get from them, and you know the way it, absolutely the way it blurs and on the edges and stuff. And unfortunately, because some of the sometimes they can be too much in the corners, because I like other. A square or a four or five crop, it yep. kind of keeps it in check a little bit. But you still get that character there without the yeah the real extreme problems in the on, the on the corners. Yeah, and so obviously once you came to having photographed the body work, how how did you approach the the, the sequencing and the selection and the curation? Oh. I can I can only imagine that you must have had quite a number of images having been shooting it for a wee while. Um, and it's yeah, quite- it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the. I think I think other people have said before you you end up with a few that are similar and yes, it yep. was I sent off and just got some small got small prints um, printed out and just had them laid out indoor. Just I, I was kind of the first couple of weeks I was just flipping through the images individually to see what I what I liked, what worked, and what. Yep. Um, and it took that took a little while, and then it was a case of light laying out on the on the table realizing I didn't have enough room on the table um, <laughs> and then laying them out on the floor. Um, and actually it's a funny story because at one point I had it all, I had it all laid out and I'd left it out overnight. And in the morning I'd woke, I got up in the morning, walked through, forgot all about it, walked straight across it and like mixed everything up, looked down and thought, oh no, wait, you know, it works better. Yeah. So it was a, a little bit of a change around and stuff. It was a, it was, it was much more difficult than, than I um, expected. I mean, I've heard people talk about um, people that, that sequencing is a thing. And yeah, before I started this, I would have questioned that as is that really necessary? How hard can it really be? Yeah, but it turns out quite difficult. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I say I've, I, I'm not too sure how successful I, I was. I, I think I did okay. Um, I wouldn't mind having some, you know, having a proper um, sort of course on actually yeah. doing it. And because I think I was doing it by the seat of my pants, really, of like what I thought looked good. And yeah, there, absolutely. If there was a bit of a theme through things, yeah. and I, I kind of like that. Well, was, that's it. You, um, you, see, you see things differently every time you look at a set of images. And I'd imagine if you yeah. went back now and looked at the, even just took the same images, you would probably sequence yeah. it slightly differently again. And Quite possibly. Every, 
everything's a learning process and you begin to see things and as you say there's there's some people who run great great sequencing workshops as well project-based workshops and also and also the bookmakers and things like that as well whereby um even just having some practice of trying to sequence a, a, a set of 10 images can be can be quite challenging as well but it, it, it makes you begin to look at your own work and as, as when I talk to people and always say it's it's always very good to get someone who you who you trust to give you to have a good look through your images and give you yeah. honest honest feedback and and even family members as long as they're not the family members who say yeah that looks great because that's really of no benefit to anyone it's, it's really saying it's like you, it's like your wife. My wife often looks through my images because she's not got the emotional connection to them, and she'll yeah. just she'll just move them around as well. And it's not to say that it's right or wrong, but it just gives you an entirely different perspective through someone else's yeah. eyes in terms of what they yeah. see, what what shapes do they see, what tones do they see, and things like that as well. Uh, well, I think the because I think the the biggest problem, the biggest thing I came across was letting go uh, of your favorite certain images yeah. um, that great on their own but as this night and they they either needed you to go out and purposely take an image to complement it or to go around it and then you're going out forcing and then you're going out with yep. expectations and then you, you're never going to get the conditions for that and stuff and then you uh, and that's where uh when my wife Emma came into came into her own a couple of times where she was looking at because you know that doesn't go you know you know yeah. that doesn't fit in there it's a great yeah. image but it doesn't fit yeah. lose it well, or, absolutely yeah. and, and it, has it changed your approach to photography you mentioned earlier about not so much necessarily the wow image but actually working project based or working in sets and series of images has, has it adjusted uh, your approach at all or it has a bit it has a bit because i've always liked i've always liked um doing like triptychs and diptychs yeah, and stuff yeah. like that i always i always like to take images that work well with others um i mean it's actually on that the, the image with my image we were talking about where it goes out into the with, the with the fog I used if that was displayed as an image on its own I would normally display that with two smaller like 16.9 panels or actually they might actually be real sort of panel up on or uprights either side yeah. of it of just real close in yes on the pier structures and with yeah. the reflections in the water and they're not the same and it's not but it just used to frame it quite nicely like yeah they works well yeah almost you know, almost like these sort of like these um, Greek pillars next to it and stuff. Yep. And it sort of framed it by having images either side. And I always quite like that. It's a case of um, taking it one step further to have the body of work. And I think going going forward, I think that's this won't be the the last book. Yeah, I put together. I, 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 I wouldn't have thought anyway. It's because um, I think my men, my mentality now is to think of a building a little collection of images rather than yes, just yeah. a series of images and stuff. I like, um, so on my website, I, I would rather have, rather than saying land, sea, and like have all these fragmented yep. images just uh, that are gathered together because they're of the land or of the sea or of waterfalls, yep. to have this is of this particular theme of yes, a, yeah, you know, like the Among Peers and stuff. Yep. And, uh, different ideas like that. So that's that's that's, that's my my mentality is now changed yeah. for photography. I like the idea of building up a collection and yeah, and, a, a small body and if that work, and if that yeah. body just if that body of work just becomes a collection on a website or whether it becomes another another book or a zine, then I'm, yeah. I'm I'm all for that. But that's yeah. but it's yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think it, it, it changes in I think these when you're doing these things, it can change your approach because as you say, you're going out looking for maybe a set of images that complement each other. And as you as you talk about the image that your favorite images that yes, while they look great as standalone images, but they don't work in the sequence, equally so you can take what you might describe as average standalone images, but actually as part of a yeah. sequence, they really come into their own and and they, they just all work so well. Yes, absolutely. So, and I like this. I, I really like the book format anyway. Yeah. It's um, yeah. and it's over the last couple of years, especially because you can scroll through social media and you just do image and it's great image and you just go past it and you've forgotten it. Whereas you've got a book there, you can just sit there and just pick it up. Absolutely. Just have a quick flip, flick through, look at an image, explore it, put it down again. You haven't got to read the whole and go through the whole book and stuff. And it's just I really yeah. like the. Absolutely. I really like that 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 um that sort of tactile side yeah. of it. It's uh, it's a very nice way of it's a very nice way of doing it. It's um, yeah. yeah. So so how 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 did you how did you approach the the book design? Did you collaborate with anyone, or did you attempt it all yourself, or or how did how how did, how did it go? And how how I think it's a great outcome. So you must be you must be very pleased with it. But how did you decide on all on all the small details of it? Um. I think I was always drawn to that. I like the the square crop. Um, yep. I think it. I think it solved the problem. I think is I didn't like the. I didn't want to go with a, a portrait yep. um, book, and I've got too many, too many. I had too many uprights, sixteen yes. nines that I was displaying in a portrait thing to be able to use to go landscape on things. Yep. So the square crop was, and there's a lot of square in there, and I like. The square crop as, as a photograph as well. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. So I, I kind of nice. Um, I wanted it very clean. I wanted yep. it very very simple. It was the 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 images of black and white. I wanted the the book yep. to be just plain black and white, very very clean and yep. um, easy, easy to, to browse through. Um, and but basically, I, I just um, taught myself how to use InDesign on a very basic level. Yep. Um, so because the print I used was a company called XYZ, um, yeah, sort of, yeah, I know of them, just, yep. um, and mainly I went with because they've got so much resource on their website about how to do do stuff. Okay, um, yeah, that was incredibly um, good with responding to emails as well. And I liked that they asked for a specific type of file to be sent over to them for black and white work, okay, um, right? So it felt like it was being considered as a black yes. and white publication rather than, yep. oh, we're just going to just print it black and white, you know, yes. in the same way. So I, um, the actual back end practicality, I don't know, but from my point, from the front end and from where I was involved, it was, I liked the idea of that. So that's why I went with them. And it was just a case of um, putting it together. Um, so I had some advice from, people um from some photographers that i respect about the, the the power of a blank page yep um and and yeah so that was that was that was important and it was worthwhile to have those little breaks and stuff like that and yeah absolutely uh for a while it was just going to be just images and then i, I kind of liked the idea of just putting a couple of little bits of text in there of our yep. things how things felt at the time. There's nothing. There's nothing too major in there. It's just a few, you know, a couple of paragraphs. Every, um, every, um, 
every now and then just to just to, I don't know, just it just broke it up a little bit. I kind of I kind of liked it. it yeah, was, I, um, I think I think it's a nice uh, touch. I like I like the brief history as well of the PR thing. It's it's yeah. nice. It's, I think it also works nicely at the end. I you've been through the body of work and then right, okay, this is this is a bit of a brief background to to the subject matter that you you've been enjoying. Yeah, so let's um, say enough. I think the other thing as well is I going back to the design side of it is I was something I think I struggled with a little bit was trying to get the the weight of opposing images quite right um, yep. and by having four pages on some and smaller ones on other pages seemed to work quite quite well but it was very much by the seat of my pants really like the um, like the sequencing it was just a case of yeah. that feels right that feels good that feels right I'm going to go with that I mean it got to a point where I was. I must have spent a good three weeks with it, almost done. And I would go in and I'd change the wording slightly, or I'd just yes. change an image around. And it's like, you know, I'll oh, find out that just just push the button, just send it, send yeah. the PDF off. For crying yeah, out loud, get you, on with you, it. You, you know, do, so, you, yeah, you just spend weeks and weeks and weeks just making minor tweaks and stuff like that yeah, yeah, to it. And yeah. As you say, at some um, point you need to commit to it and press the button and, and just send it off to print. Yes, yeah, and it was, um, and then wait, and then have that very, very nervous excitement of when the, of when the boxes turn up, and you're like, oh, oh it's good. and then you open the box, what's it look like? What's it look like? Oh, oh that's so, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, the, the relief that it comes back as you, as you, as you envisaged and as you hoped. Yes, yeah, it was great, as I say, and the, I mean the, and funnily enough, the, the cover came about. You know, I took the image that's on the cover. Um, which is actually a combination of the, of the image of the pier below um, that's actually got an overlay of a, a texture overlay of it of the the, mud, the sand and the, the, the mud underneath yep. it, which is why it's got that grainy, grainy ah, feel yeah. to it. Yes, yep. Um, and when I when I sort of like took that and edited that, I looked at it, I thought, that looks like a cover to me. That looks, yep. that looks like that's going to be a... That's looks like it's going to be a cover, so that's what that, um, that's the um image. yeah, yep. so yeah, that was the image for that. It was, um, there's obviously it's the complementary image to that, which is taken from a slightly different angle, which it is in the book as a, as a, as a, as a spread, yeah, um, that wouldn't have worked. See, I was, I wanted to try and I had my original idea was to have them on the front and back cover, okay, yeah, uh, but. The images were the wrong way round for to be able for that to, yes. for that to work. So I've put a different image on the on the, on back, the back cover, cover. that was because yeah. um, it was a danger that that cover image is not. I would say it's probably an outlier of the other images. It's not quite the same yes. theme because yep. it is actually showing. Yep. The above of the 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 pier, it's sort of pointing up. But I, I liked it because it, 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 it gave for me it gave context to where yeah. I was standing. To what yeah. I was, you know, it's um, so I kind of, I kind of like, but that's where the, the cover came from. That just purely just seeing that on the screen and the sort of thing. Yeah. Um, if I'd have seen that, I would have thought, wow, I'd have made a good book cover. And the fact yeah. that I was doing a book of it at the time yeah. was convenient. Yes, what worked very well for you. But no, yes, yeah, it's it's a it's a great body of work and it's a great lovely study of a subject matter as well, which I think <laughs> it works really well with with black and white and with the quite high contrast as well with. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's a it's a really nice combination without feeling too dark, which I think when you're yeah. under a pier, you you run the risk of doing so. But yeah, it just shows you what you what shows you what you can achieve when you're in a position whereby you you've got to think locally and 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 well, yeah. I mean, there's a, you can you can look at it as a parallel there that it's trying to showcase 
the peer of, of image, things that people have seen every day, yeah. but have not seen that. They've not yeah. quite seen it in the same way I've seen it, which is a, is parallel to how I was thinking about my local area. Yeah, you know, if you'd have if you'd have asked me three years ago, I said, "No, there's nothing to shoot around here," and yeah. it's just this target-rich environment. When you when you actually open your eyes and look, yeah, that's um, it's yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it was very nice for that. Yeah, so it was. And, um, and are there any images which are particular favourites of yours in the book? Um, I kind of like. There's one in there that's of the there's the some netting that's across that's actually obscuring the pier. Um, it's all very, it looks very impressionistic and stuff like that. No, no, um, um, actually, yeah, I quite like the pinhole ones. They were, that was done with a pinhole lens, those those ones you showed me. That's the one there, yeah. yeah. I like that purely because that was me trying to find a way of adding context to show the pier yes. in a wider yep. in a wider scale. Yeah. Um, and then I see this netting, it was all caught up, and then I focused in and it was really, it was, Blowing a, blowing a hooli it was across there and it was just really when I'm standing there they're trying to get this get this image and they took a few of them and stuff and that's when it's just got a nice shape to it and the nets the way it's backed onto each other it's folded and it's got it's got these yeah. crosses in it and stuff yeah. mirrors nice, the nice curves and shapes in the netting and it just works so well and it's you you can tell it's the pier because it's in the in, yes, in that yep. body yep. of work and stuff yep. but it's not obvious that it's the yeah. pier and it, it, I kind of, I kind of like that. And I, yeah. I was, I was second guessing it a little bit to be honest, because I thought, oh, what I might do is I'll put that at the back of the book as just as a, where the history was, just to give you that little, little yeah. picture there. And then the more I looked at it, the first time, actually, do you know what? I really like that. And I like it in its own right. I just like the, that yeah. really sort of yeah. almost abstract nature of it. That if you didn't, if it wasn't in that book, it would be more abstract than it is while it's in there. It, it's, yeah. um, I kind of like that one. I also, there's another one in there. There's, there's, there's one with a, it's just a pallet truck that's sticking up in the out of this out of the mud, and it's a, uh, it's a sixteen nine portrait image, um, and it's just something about it. It was just, it was just weird. It was just a weird thing because I, I can't for the life of me. I'm, it's not there now, so someone's recovered it. All right, um, and it's it was a good mile out from the shore, and I don't understand how it got there because it it, it, it can't have been dragged out there on the mud because it, it was difficult enough to walk out there without pulling a like a pallet truck, and you, it's on the side of the pier that's got the railway on it, and it's not like boardwalk there. It's just that's that side of the pier is just rails with joists going across so it would have been a real difficult thing to do to like, yes. get over there and chuck it off the edge and I kind of liked it because it was just sticking up there it looked very alien to it and it was a good way of showing the scale of the pier the height of it and it, it's yeah. almost it was almost like this this sort of shape the, the gates of Mordor or something like that yeah, in, my, was, in my mind yeah. and stuff so um yeah I kind of like that one as well as saying it's um and there's some nice there's some nice images in there. I, I, I like the way the say the vintage lenses have rendered the have rendered the light in the background on a very yeah. shallow depth of field and stuff. Yeah. But the light the light becomes um, the subject rather than it highlighting the subject. It's yes, yeah, works um, really well. It becomes it becomes the shape you're looking at, and the, and the pier is framing that 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 
like light. It's not yeah. actually, you know. So it's kind of, I kind of like that. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a it's a fantastic body of work, and it's it's obviously giving you some uh, some enthusiasm and motivation for for maybe doing future books or zines, as you said. It, it all depends on what the subject matter is. Some formats work better for others, and uh, zines you get some incredibly beautiful zines that have just been so well designed yeah. these days, and and likewise with books. So uh, as you know, podcast is all about photo books. I'm I'm quite interested to know maybe what are some of your favourite photo books from other photographers and uh, absolutely hopefully i'm not hopefully i've either got them or they're too expensive to buy because otherwise it becomes an, ex- becomes an expensive evening for us all yeah you this um, your podcast has cost me a little bit of money in the last 18 months so yeah, it's, it's about um, the only it's about the only complaints yeah. i get from the website but there we go it's uh, cost me yeah. as much money <laughs> um well i'm going to try and stay away because my, my thoughts immediately went to um Jonathan Critchley's Silver, yeah, um, and Rachel, Tal- Rachel Talabart's um, Tides and Tempest. Yeah, both fantastic books, but they've, they've been mentioned before. So I'm gonna. Yep. Um, one thing I will say, I've been I was quite late to the party to Hoxton Mini Press. All right. Yes. Yep. Um, and I knew of them, but I hadn't had any in their books. And my wife and I was way up in London for a uh, weekend. And in the hotel, they had a couple of books from them just put there. Um, and I was going through the stage at this point of putting the my book together, and I was getting fascinated by paper. Um, yeah. And it, I couldn't walk past a, a book or anything to do with that images in it to like, pick it up and have a feel of the paper and see what and it see, looked like. Yeah. And, and, and cool to everything. Yeah, have, have a feel of this. What do you reckon the What do you reckon the weight of that is? Do you like the you know? The, and I've picked this book up. It was um. I've lived in East London for 86 and a half years, yep. which is that one there. Yes. Um, and it's the, I think it's the, the book that kick-started the whole Oxford Mini Press thing. I might be wrong with that, but I know it's it's actually images taken by Martin Osborne himself. Yeah. Um, and, and I sat there and just read through, I just picked it up originally just to feel the quality and, and analyse the paper and then sat there working my way through it. And it's such a lovely lovely produced book of images of this one this one old guy that is that yeah. martin's met out in the street and followed him around for years and built up this friendship and there's these little quotes that i think it's possibly the inspiration for me putting little bits of text in my book because yes. i kind of liked yeah liked it and it was just an emotional roller coaster reading reading through this book and looking at the images and then towards the end of it i, I, I was in bits I was absolutely yeah. in, you know, it, it, it was a, yeah, it was a really, really good book. And I, I've now got several, um, several books from Hoxton. Um, yeah. So it's uh, very, yeah. yeah I was they're, really, they're, they're beautiful books, Hoxton Mini Press. I really like the format and yeah, I've got quite a few myself as well. Um, yeah. Great, and great just, subject matter as well. Yeah. And they just sit nicely on a shelf and they just look nice. They look interesting to pick up and it's, yeah, it's, yeah I really do. Really do like that. Um, next one I've got is um, is a book by Joseph Wright, the uh, Reimagined oh. Landscapes. Yeah, beautiful. Now I um, borrowed this one of the from, from a friend when I was, I suppose, mid lockdown last year, and I was just trying to think of other things and stuff like that, and. Um, 
it was last year, early this year, but I was I was given this and it was um, earlier this year, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And say time scales have gone out the window yeah, the, last, the last two <laughs> years. It's bizarre. Um and I was giving because I was just talking about different media and stuff like that, and it's this sound uh, thing, and I was fascinated. I mean, it's not that my media it wouldn't be my media of choice, and but what was what spoke to me was how the guys Joseph has adapted to this fact that he cannot go out and he's yeah. shot these at home this stuff and now, now it's become a life of its own and it kind Absolutely. of resonates now I mean at the time I didn't know this I didn't realise I was going to have a very similar yep. sort of experience of, of doing that and I was I was just looking at it as just the pretty these pretty abstracts and stuff like that but yeah it's still it's still phenomenal now but anyway I, gave, I had to go to for work and I then probably went and bought one myself because it was it spoke so well to me yeah. early on and stuff and um, and to be fair, I, say, I like the, it's so affordable, these, this style of book and magazine and, and sort of zines and stuff like that. And this is what, this is what you should be looking at for inspiration. Yeah. Not, um, not the, the scroll click, like, move on and forget. Kind Absolutely. Of thing. Yeah. It's great. It's got its place. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the social media yeah. side, I like the social side of it, and I've met good people and I've got good friends now. So, but the actual inspiration side of it and the motivation, I think it's it can have the reverse effect. I think you can get seduced into what yeah. is what other people think a landscape an image should be, not what you think an image should be, and yeah. that flies in the face of that that yeah. book here. And it's and these are the things. These are things you should be looking at, in yeah. my mind anyway, yeah. to get inspiration and stuff, just to be able to to see what's possible. So yeah. Joe, Joe Wright's books are wonderful, and a very he's a exceptionally talented bookmaker as mm. well. He does a lot of handmade handmade stuff as well. I've done I've done yeah. one of his handmade book uh, one of his bookmaking courses as well, and yeah, really very very knowledgeable and yeah. wonderful wonderful stuff. Yeah, and it's a lovely it's a lovely book to feel in the hand. It's a yeah. really nice it's Absolutely, a nice book. Yeah. Um, and then finally is something a little bit, it's very recent. Um, and I'm going to get in well, cause it is recent and that's hand strands latest is, uh, beyond landscape. Yeah. Cause I don't know what to say about this. This is, his work's phenomenal. It really is. It's, yeah. um, I can open up any page of this and you're just hitting the face with a beautiful image and you've not even realized what it is yet. Yeah, Absolutely. It's beautiful. It's magnificent, and you're looking at it, and you think so. And what is that again? Yeah. And the, the colours and the patterns are just wonderful oh, as well. And he's got this this way of um, making not excluding things, making taking incredibly complex yep. compositions and making it look so so restrained and so simple and stuff. Yep. And it's you know it's. It, he flies in the face of the of the rule of saying, "Oh, you know, simplify things, keep stuff." Well, he yep. doesn't seem to. He possibly, he probably does, but he doesn't seem to. It's just like you just hit in the face with all these shapes, and it just all this comes together as one yeah. beautiful, beautiful image. I can't. Yeah, it's very. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a book I've I've been picking up and down the over for the last fortnight and just scrolling through it. Like I say, you just pick it up, have a look at an image, and just sit there yeah. staring at it. Now it's. Um, it's uh yes, it's a it's a lovely body of work that it's um yeah yes, fantastic. So um 
yeah, so that's my that's my three. I could go on, but it's, yeah. um, they're the three I, I, I chose. Yeah, that, that, that's everyone could go on and on and on, but the, the purpose is really to make a bit of a challenge. And yeah, three wonderful books. And as you say, Jonathan's book, Silver, is, is beautiful as well as is, as is Rachel's body of work. But yeah, no, three three great choices and three great public... Or a great set of publishers as well, Hoxton Mini Press, Cozy Books, and also... Joe right through his uh, JW editions and stuff like that yeah. as well. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It shows you what's what's an what's an offer, what people are producing as well. It's it's like all very different styles. Cozy are very much, I suppose, more of the bigger format landscape, and Hoxton Mini Press just produce fantastic wee series yeah. of. I think it was shop fronts or hotel fronts was was a recent one and things like that and yeah they're just they're just fantastic wee bodies of work that uh, that appeal to so many different people so. It's great, and yeah. as you say, they're wonderful tactile things, and just great. You can get so much enjoyment and pleasure from them, and and an inspiration as well. I think I think that's that's another factor as well for for yeah, absolutely building up a collection of books, which absolutely I'm sh- I'm sure your collection is growing uh, as rapidly as mine is. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So my wife's a teacher, so we've not got no shortage of books in you know our house. Oh, I can imagine, but uh, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Steve. Thank you very much for giving me up some of your no, time you're this very evening welcome. to it's to talk about to, yeah to talk about your book. It's uh, yeah, it's really beautiful um, body of work, and I think you've still got some copies left on your website as well. So um, yeah, was, yeah, I'm I'm sure though I'm sure they'll sell out because yeah, it's fantastic. Really nice to see nice to see your work, and I look forward to following you and seeing what your what your next project is all about. I'm sure, you've got, you. yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you've got something working away at the moment, but it'll be interesting to see how how you take your experiences from this one and and push forward as well because i think you learn from every book or every every project that you undertake yeah absolutely there's, there's already things in my mind that i think i would do slightly yep. slightly yep. different and stuff not yeah not saying better but just yep. slightly slightly yep. different than that absolutely so, yeah uh, but no it's been an absolute pleasure you thank you very much for having me on no problem it. absolutely my pleasure cheers steve thank you thanks very much Tara.